Today, we're going to continue our team breakdown series. We did the Buffalo Bills earlier with our full fantasy projections for that team. Today, we're going to move down south. We're going to the Miami Dolphins, which carry a ton of questions heading into next year. Too many for me to truly answer accurately, but I'm going to address the most important ones in this short recap. Just how much more do they run the ball and does their pace slow? Is there a single wide receiver to handle the ball in the backfield or is it going to be a community effort along this team? And is Raheem Monster a relevant piece? We have to address the offseason changes before we take a deep dive in. And basically the whole damn offense changed, except for Tua, the man in charge, Jalen Waddell, and the tight end duo of Mike Kosicki and Durham Smythe. They emphasized on addressing their 2021 weakness. They had the 32nd best offensive line. That is the worst in the league. They went out this free agency period. They signed arguably the best offensive tackle in the game, Teron Armstead. And they also signed guard, starting guard, Connor Williams. He comes from the Dallas Cowboys, who are a top-rated unit, so they strengthened that. They traded a hall of picks for Tyree Kill, the speedster from Kansas City, one of the best wide receivers in the game, giving Tua another weapon at his disposal. They formed a triple-headed monster backfield between Chase Edmonds, Sonny Michelle, Raheem Monster. All of them fly into Miami and unite to create a headache in the backfield. And it all starts with their new head coach, Mike McDaniel. McDaniel, an offensive guru. He was a run coordinator over the last five years for the San Francisco 49ers. And he was also the offensive coordinator last year. Let's dive into the running game. Firstly, we have to address the pace of play and just how much they're going to run it. Miami ran the ball the 23rd most percentage-wise. Um, bottom 10 for the league. They played at the seventh highest pace of play. San Francisco, meanwhile, where McDaniel's coming from, they had the third slowest pace of play, and they also had the fourth highest amount of rushing plays uh, as a percentage of the team's total plays. I'm expecting there to be meeting somewhere in the middle. Miami's not all of a gonna sudden become a top five running team, and they're not going to play third lowest like San Francisco did. I'm expecting them to both be lumped in the middle, somewhere around the mid-teens of the league. Let's address the triple-headed monster, though. Edmonds, Chase Edmonds, was signed pretty early in free agency out of Arizona. He is a receiving back specialist. He had nearly a 10% target share in his time last year in Arizona. That was only in 12 games, too. He's also a great pass blocker, so look for him to be on the field for most third downs and most receiving downs. Sonny Michelle, I'm expecting to be the feature back and red zone back, at least goal line anyways. He had one of the highest amounts of goal line touches last year, and he had 60% of Los Angeles rushes inside the 10-yard line. That was good for a top five mark in the league. He's a little bit thicker. He's got over 200 carries in three of his four career seasons. So I'm expecting him to be the feature back. He can manage that high workload. And frankly, nobody else in this triple-headed backfield can. Raheem Mostert's the third component to it. I'm expecting him to be the least utilized just due to his injury risk. He's very efficient runner. He has over a career mark of five yards per carry. Um, I'm expecting him to be the change of pace back. He's going to see a handful of touches a game, probably three to four, maybe five here and there. And if the, one of the top two guys go out, he's going to see a higher workload, obviously. But again, he's going to be least utilized. They have to be cautious with him. He is rather made of glass, so he's going to be safe for the occasion, but he will be efficient when he touches the ball. 
They improved their offensive line, as mentioned before, and the coaching change to Mike McDaniel as their head coach. They all, McDaniel also bring it, brought in Frank Smith, the offensive coordinator from the Los Angeles Chargers. He was a run game co coordinator there as well. That coaching change is going to add more running volume. This offense ran the ball 40.3% of the time last year, one of the lowest amounts in the league. They're probably going to lump into the middle tier, rushing about 43% of the time this year, I'd imagine. San Francisco last year, for reference, ran the ball 48.5% of the time, one of the highest percentages in the league. Ultimately, there's too many mouths to feed in this backfield. It's a headache to predict, but that's how I think it's going to play out between the three roles. Moving along to the passing and receiving game, Cedric Wilson was also brought into this offense. He's going to be the starting slot from the Dallas Cowboys. And with him manning the slot, I think Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill are both given the green light. By that, I mean they're going to be used in a variety of different ways. They're both going to be stretch receivers, both going to be um, under route receivers playing close to the line of scrimmage at times. Sometimes they're going to handle, handle the ball in the backfield. Other times they're going to go on fly routes and try and burn you down the sideline. I think Mike McDaniel is going to unlock their fullest potential. He's that good of a coach. I think he's going to utilize their speed. Both of them run sub four three forties, And I, like I said, they're going to be given the green light to be used however they may. All three wide receivers, Waddle, Hill, and Wilson, I'm expecting them to touch the ball in the backfield, especially uh, Tyreek Hill has the rapport for being a running wide receiver. He's handled the ball, I believe, over 20 times in two seasons at Kansas City. So he's probably going to lead the trio in rushes. However, I'm not expecting him to take over that quote-unquote Debo Samuel role. Samuel had 59 carries last year, and nobody out of these this trio is going to handle the ball that many times. However, there, it's going to be a community effort. Waddle and Hill both have the after-catch ability to handle the ball plenty of times out of the backfield. And Wilson, given his slot position, he's just more in line in a favorable position to handle the ball out of the backfield. He's capable of it too. I'm expecting all three to touch it. As I said, the running backs are going to combine for about 17 to 20% of the target share. I'm expecting Chase Edmonds. Again, he had 9.3% target share for Arizona last year in only 12 games. He's going to get right around 12% target share. And then Sonny Michelle, who doesn't really do much of the receiving game, he's more so the ground game component. Him and Monster are going to combine for 5 to 8% of the target share. And Mike Kosicki, we saw him with an 18.7% target share last year. He's not going to see near the same volume. Um, he's going to be on the field less. They're going to have Durham Smythe on the field a little bit more. Smythe is better at blocking, which they're going to be a little more run heavy. So Smythe will be out on the field more, but I'm expecting Mike Gesicki to be utilized in a more efficient fashion. He's a matchup nightmare. He's 6'6", really good at boxing out defenders. He's probably going to be used more towards the goal line. So his fantasy value could not see much of an impact. Areas of ambiguity addressing this offense. Uh, <laughs> every area is an area of ambiguity with this offense. The big one, the whole scheme, will the great transition under Mike McDaniel actually pay off or will they be a mess? Will they struggle to find their footing heading into next year? The big one, starting at the helm of the offense at quarterback Tua, are his capabilities like 
sustainable to support this amount of weapons in an offense, or is he going to be overwhelmed himself? Is he going to be performed mediocrely like many have criticized him too in his first two years? Um, I firmly believe that he's a talented quarterback, um, not elite, but he's average. And that could be good enough surrounded by his skill set players to carry the offense along. He's going to be the engine to the offense. And skill set usage is a big area of ambiguity. Frankly, nobody knows how any player is going to be truthfully utilized. I don't even know if Mike McDaniel knows himself. He's an artist with an offense. Um, there's not going to be any concrete roles. You're not going to have a Z receiver and X receiver and Y. It's going to be ZXY, ZXY. Everybody's going to dip their feet and have their fair share in all roles in this offense. Um, that's my best guess as to it's going to be a split community effort between the wide receivers to consume that rushing role in the backfield. And also that trio of running backs are going to have split roles. However, again, all of them are going to be contributing in different ways as well. Here are my rushing projections. Sony Michelle is going to lead the pack. He's going to get about 40% of the carries, team's carries. He had right near 50% of the Los Angeles Rams rushes last year. So he can handle that workload. He's going to approach 200 carries, but there's so many mouths to feed that he's not going to quite get there. Edmonds will be second in line just because he's probably going to be on the field the most out of any back um, with his receiving prowess and blocking capabilities. Raheem Mostert's going to take a backseat to everybody. Still going to be efficient. Still going to be that change of pace guy. He's just, he can't be out there. He physically can't be out there more than 10% of the time, frankly. Um, they're going to tell Tua not to run the ball. He has plenty of weapons at his disposal where he does not have to show his rushing capability. They're going to try and limit that. Tyreek Hill, I have him leading the trio of receivers, Hill, Waddle, and Wilson, with 23 attempts. Um, between the trio, I have 55 total carries. Samuel totaled 59 himself last year at San Francisco. I probably am a little too aggressive in that projection. That group probably is not going to total more than 50, um, but I think they're talented enough to handle the ball in the backfield that many times. And I'm not going to doubt Mike McDaniel's prowess for that role in the offense. He wants that rushing receiver and all three can do that. Passing receiving. I'm expecting Tua to take a big leap forward in year three. Uh, he's going to throw for the ball more than 4,000 yards, 26 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. That's a strong stride forward. And it's really not unreasonable when you see Jimmy G and Trey Lance, uh, what their concatenated statistics were last year. Also, I'm projecting Tua to miss two games and Teddy Bridgewater to play in those two games. Tua, frankly, comes up with an injury every year, so I'm not expecting that to truthfully change. This receiving group is going to be hard to forecast, but I have Jalen Waddle still commanding a 21% target share down from his 24% share last year. Still 128 targets, even though he has less targets and receptions. I'm expecting him to have a larger role in vertical, um, the downfield play from a receiver. He's going to have higher yards per reception, closer to his Alabama days where he had about an 18-yard per catch mark throughout his career. I have him leading the pack. Tyreek Hill not far behind with an 18% target share. And only 111 targets on the year. But Tyreek's the type of player that that is more than enough 
to make a significant fantasy impact. He he's that stretch player. He can do everything on the field. I'm actually blocking myself from most of the uh what's that? Okay. Sorry about that. Uh Chase Edmonds is going to command about 11.5% target share. As we mentioned before, he's going to be a leading receiving back. Sony Michelle, Raheem Mostert combining for about five, six, seven, eight percent. Mike Kosicki is going to be utilized less. Last year, he had 103 targets. This year, he's only going to see 88, which is probably still um, too much for him, given the amount that's changed within this offense. He's going to be in that backup tight end range. And our final fantasy scores, Tua is going to score 250 points at lump sum rate around QB 16 from last year. Edmonds, 190, that lump sum rate around RB 23. Sony Michelle, I have, I have him right around RB 35. Joe and Waddle, Tyreek Hill, both going to be fringe top 10 receivers. Waddle scored 11 more points in my projections than Hill. Waddle would register and out wide receiver nine last year. Hill out wide receiver 12. I think both of them are going to finish right around the same. They're going to be used in about the same roles and same frequency. So I don't think there's going to be a lot of variation between him. And that's it. Please let me know what you think I got wrong where you think um, I assume something incorrectly, drop it in the comments. I'll be sure to watch that. And I enjoy these when we're all through all 32 teams, we're going to post our final rankings and that's how we're going to derive our projections from. So thanks folks. Thanks for listening. Give us a share and give us feedback.